O sapientia que ex ore altissimi prodiisti attingens affine usque ad finem, fortiter suaviterque disponens omnia, veni ad docendum nos viam prudentiae, which means, O wisdom that comest out of the mouth of the Most High, that reachest from one end to another, and orderest all things mightily and sweetly, come to teach us the way of prudence. Now, um, there is an awful lot of Old Testament reference in this. There, there are many, many references. Uh, the first one that I found, um, and I yes, I did hunt and peck some of these myself, using the Latin text and searching the Vulgate. Um, some of them I kind of knew off off my off the top of my head, but most of them I had to look up. So, I came out of the mouth of the Most High, the firstborn before all creatures. So this is a reference to a wisdom that cometh out of the mouth of the Most High. So in the book of Ecclesiasticus called uh, Sirach in some modern translations, uh, which is one of the um, so-called deuterocanonical books that's not accepted by the Protestants because they claim that the Hebrew originals don't exist. Only the Hebrew originals were later discovered. (laughs) Anyway, so I came out of the mouth of the Most High. So this is wisdom speaking in the book of Ecclesiasticus. Like much of the wisdom literature, we're getting wisdom speaking to us. I, wisdom, came out of the mouth of the Most High, the firstborn before all creatures. Now, this text, um, when you put it in the context of our Lord, when you apply it to our Lord, you get something extremely theological that I'll bring up in a little bit. Let's kind of put an asterisk there. Um, there's another text from the Book of Wisdom, which is also a deuterocanonical book uh, and one of the wisdom books of the Old Testament. She, the references to wisdom, she reacheth therefore from end to end mightily and ordereth all things sweetly. So there's a slight textual variation. She um, reacheth therefore from end to end mightily and ordereth all things sweetly. Here in the antiphon, we get this. Um, uh, reachest from one end to another and orderest all things mightily and sweetly. So there's a kind of a, a slight uh, rearranging of the of the of the um, order of the words. Um, we get also in the Old Testament wisdom literature many 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 references to prudence and counsel that could be pointed to as kind of a back background uh, for this particular antiphon. Um, the reference to the reference from Ecclesiasticus, taken in context of the New Testament and the logos that Saint John speaks of, you know, out of the mouth, right, of the Most High. Well, Saint John says, "In the beginning was the Word, right? In the beginning, beginning was the Logos, and the Logos with was uh, with God, and the Logos was God." He's spoken the 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 wisdom of the Old Testament is the Logos of the New Testament. Uh, it's And the word Logos, as I've said in multiple uh, episodes of Reconquest, um, is something which is a polyvalent concept in Greek, and it, meaning that there, there's these sort of like onion skin layers of, of different meanings, um, one of which, by the way, is that it is the what what one of the simplest is that it does mean word, 
Uh, it does also mean reason or rationality. But it also means the principle of order in the universe. And this, I think, is why, as E. Michael Jones points out, when St. John landed on this word to, to describe our Lord, that kind of hooked the Greek culture, uh, the, especially the, the learned Greek culture. These men s- had to kind of sit back and pay attention when they heard that this Jesus that was being spoken of is the Logos who c- comes out of God. And that, to them, kind of joined their philosophy to the revealed religion of the Old Testament, which had spoken of wisdom, yes, but not using this word that was so important to the Greeks uh, and had this such a concrete meaning. Um, so again, the principle of order in the universe. And why would the Logos, that is Christ, our Lord, why would he be the principle of order in the universe? Because all things were made by him, and without him was made nothing that was made, right? So uh, he orders everything in the universe. Everything in the universe is rational because it comes from a logos. Huh? There's a logic, you get the word logic from logos, in the entire universe because it came from the word. Huh? It came from the logos. So, um, But this is that logos which was eternally generated by the Father. How can... God have a son. How can there be an eternal son? Because he's God thinking himself. He's God's adequate self-knowledge. And therefore, he doesn't literally come out of the mouth of the Most High, which, of course, the book of Ecclesiasticus here is is using an anthropomorphism. God doesn't have a mouth, okay? In the incarnation, Jesus Christ, the man-God, has a mouth, but in eternity, uh, there is no such thing as the mouth of God unless we're speaking um, anthropomorphically, that is sort of giving human features to God deliberately as a poetic uh, device. And this makes us realize then instead of a mouth moving and uttering a, a, a vocal word, a word that's heard, uh, we're getting a thought huh, that's being conceived in the mind. And that's how you get the, the conception of the Son of God uh, through the, his, his thought, okay? You might say that that thought was spoken out loud at the Incarnation when, when the, the, the Logos becomes flesh and dwells amongst us. So this is a beautiful reference, the reference to out of the mouth of the Most High. It's whoever composed this, I think, clearly was taking the epistle to the, uh, or rather the uh, Old Testament um, wisdom book of Ecclesiasticus and applying it to the eternal generation of our Lord, which, of course, is probably in the mind of the inspired writer of Ecclesiasticus. And uh, anyway, this is uh, Sirach, the, the Ben Sirah is the inspired writer. Um, um, yeah, it's called the wisdom of Ben Sirah in certain translations. All right, so um, it is, uh, as I say, stunning that to to connect this wisdom which orders all things to the logos of the New Testament, right? So, because as I said, the Greek concept of logos includes the notion of ordering things. And one way of exp- expressing that the highest meaning of what logos means is that it is the very principle of order in the universe. Take that and read it back into the text. Um, a wisdom that comes out of the mouth of the Most High that reaches from one end to another and orderest all things mightily and sweetly. Come and teach us the way of prudence. Now, mightily and sweetly. 
uh, or strongly and sweetly. Uh, there are m- many passages in the Old Testament which talk about our Lord's sweetness, God's sweetness. It's one thing to, to realize that God is all-powerful, and indeed he is, but we also have to understand that there's something where, where, where there's something grand and big and immense about God, who is immensity itself. There's also something intimate and sweet. So we have the Psalm uh, 33 verse 9, saying, O taste and see that the Lord is sweet. Blessed is the man that hopeth in him. And O how good and how sweet is thy spirit, O Lord, in all things, from Wisdom 12, 1. Uh, And again, what the chant does here at the sweet part is it kind of sweets it up a little bit and has that beautiful descending line. You've been listening to Reconquest on the Crusade Premium Channel, part of Veritas Radio Network. This is uh, an episode on the O Antiphons, and I'm calling it O, that Advent interjection. Now we're on um, the second of the of the um, 